The Lifestyle Show on RTE Radio 1 Extra. Hello and welcome to The Lifestyle Show with me, Tara Lockery-Grant on RTE Radio 1 Extra. This is the weekly show and podcast where we talk to some of the most inspiring people whose work, programmes and interviews we feature on rte.ie forward slash lifestyle and also in the lifestyle section of the RTE News Now app. The areas that we focus on, living, parenting, finance, fitness, health, food, fashion, travel, careers, motors and much more. And many of those we feature here are household names. Many others should be and will no doubt be as they go about inspiring people in their day-to-day lives. Today, we're talking to... There's about 2 million who are actually working in the workforce in Ireland. Less than half of them have a pension provision. Over a million people have nothing to look forward to. And if that government doesn't pay them when they retire, how are they going to live? The Money Doctor. Yep, that is John Lowe. This week, you got to face it, guys. It is the pension time bomb. (laughs) It's such a serious topic and yet I'm giggling because Mm -hmm. John has given me a brilliant line, an opening quote. Uh, Richard Coupling once said, words are the most powerful drug in the world. And if this is the case, then pension language and literature for some must be the sleeping pills of the English language. So I'm going to be extremely hyper and no, John, there is a really serious reason why we need to tackle this subject and why you did ask me a while ago about pension. And this is kind of what led to us doing this. Why? What's happening? What's going to happen? I mean, I've been preaching this for the last 10 years and every six months, some minister or some TD decides to get on the bandwagon. We have currently 677,000 people over the age of 66. Five years ago, for every person who retired, there were six workers. In 2050, which is not that far away, and you know, some of you, us will be well retired at that stage, um, but we'll have 1.8 million over that age. And instead of six workers for every person who retired, there'll be two. And my contention is that currently the state pension is €238.30 a week. I don't think the government of that day will have the money to pay it. So we may not have, as tough as people find it surviving yep. on the pension currently, yep. Yep. we may not even have that. Even with inflation, even we may not have anything The government yet. may not have the money to pay it. The second thing is there's about two million, give or take, who are actually working in the workforce in Ireland. Less than half of them have a pension provision. What? Less are than you half. Serious? So that other... Over a million people have nothing to look forward to. And if that government doesn't pay them when they retire, how are they going to live? It's kind of terrifying. Well, uh, that's what I'm saying. Somebody needs to, about five years ago, you, you may have remembered that um, there was a thing called auto-enrolment was bandied around the place, especially in the Dáil. Um, and this was whereby anybody who, who started a job would be automatically enrolled into a pension scheme. The employer would have to pay 2%. You would have to pay 2%. You'd have to keep it going for two years. And then you, as the employee, could opt out, but the employer had to maintain it. That was scrapped yes. because it didn't suit the employer because they didn't want to have to spend money out of their company. And it didn't suit the employee because it meant that they had less money to, to, to spend. Yes. So it was, uh, you know, it's all about votes. So as I say, every six months, some TD, some minister comes up and says, we've got to do something about the pension. But nobody is doing anything. OK, can we just get some facts and figures in place first? Retirement age? Well, at the moment, it's 66. But in 2021, it's 67. In 2028, it's 68. It's 
Beck, that's just fucking <laughs> ridiculous. No, really, isn't it, John? Well, that's that's unfortunately that's already in law. So I mean, I mean don't get me wrong. We might want to keep yeah. working until then. Oh, oh, well, oh, I don't. I actually no. believe nobody retires. You know, even if you actually f- formally retire, you're still going to be doing something. I know. But at the same time, it's six, you'll be sixty-eight anyway. Yeah, but John, <laughs> do you know what I'm laughing? Like uh, that 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 very immature laugh of mine. <clears> of <throat> course, that we may want to keep. Look, we. I'm a I'm a grafter. I probably will want to keep working, yeah. but I would like the choice. I know. Well, you may uh, uh, at 68, uh, you may have a government that hasn't got the ability to pay you. No. And you'll still be forced to work. So much. There's a lot of people who were who were who were really bankrupted, really, over the last, say, 10 years and or maybe insolvent, not bankrupted, insolvent. And they were forced, like I know dentists, for instance, who had retired and because of their property and the property crash, um, they were forced to go back working as dentists. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, I looked at some other countries who seem to have this down and a little bit more organised than us. Who, which other countries should be our role models? On well, this? I think uh, France um, were given out uh, because their age, their pension age um, went up to 61. Oh, for flip's sake. Yeah, exactly. I'm running out of F words that aren't bad <laughs> on air. We yep. need to tackle our pension. We need to face it. If only half of the workforce is currently has one um, of the two million working, only one million, then we need to really tackle this. Yes. And it's scary, John. I'm not going to lie to you. You okay. are the money doctor. Yep. You are yep. very calm when it comes to all of this. I am terrified. Okay? OK. And if I speak, if I may speak for many others who may also be terrified, yep. Okay, I have, you know, got a pension. That's mm-hmm. a, nearly all I know about it, right? Yes, okay. Um, for those who don't, let's yeah. let's go to there first. So three reasons for taking out the pension. Number one, we've talked about it, yeah. that the ageing population that may not be there in the future. Well, the three reasons for taking a pension are actually to, to do with the actual investment itself. Oh, yeah, okay. Right, Sorry. so the investment itself. So, so, so number one, the contributions that you make, that you're paying, um, and... There's a, there's a staggered rate. I'll, I'll talk about that later. But uh, every every contribution you have, there's a tax relief on it. Okay. So if you're on the higher rate of tax, it means for every euro you put in, you're getting 40 cents back from the government. There is nothing out there that matches that in terms okay. of a return. Nothing at all. So, uh, for instance, the very best um, demand deposit rate at the moment is 0.45%. That's gross wow. before dirt tax. What it actually is, is 02 Six, five, five percent. God, when you put it that way, that so makes just over a quarter sense. percent. You're just because now over a quarter percent. If you leave a hundred thousand, you're only going to get a quarter percent at the end of a year. Wow. Now, so this you're getting forty percent back at the end of year. Now, bearing in mind your your ages. So, for instance, if you're up to thirty, you can put fifteen percent of your never, uh, relevant uh, net worth, net. Uh, kind of income uh, if you're from 30 to 40 it's 20% if you're over 40 it's 25% so you could put a quarter of your salary uh, into a pension scheme to maximise the tax relief at 40% that's fantastic there's nothing to beat that as far as um, a return is concerned anywhere because no one's going to give you a 40% return no. on, on your on your investment so the second reason is uh, all growth if you for instance uh, decide to buy a house or you buy you know, uh, a bit of stock uh, and you make a profit on it, you're taxed on that here, 33% called capital gains tax. Yes. 
In a pension, there's no tax. Wow. It's tax-free. All growth is tax-free, which is fantastic. And the third reason then... Well, just on that, so yeah. no matter what, when you reach 79 <coughs> by the time I retire, no, um, when you're 68, be, yeah. please yes. God, we all live well to then. Right. To then. But it's, let's say 68. So any pension growth that I have gained... It's tax-free. It's tax-free. It's tax-free. But is it. any part of the tax, uh, pension taxable? No. Okay, it's only on exit. I'll tell only you. an exit. Only oh an God, exit. Let me let me you. tell you about, okay, about the third on. the third reason. <laughs> okay, the it. third reason why it's a very very good Just investment is that when you do press that retirement button, whether it's sixty eight or in some cases you can retire at fifty. That's by right. the way, so you press it, you can get twenty five percent of the fund tax free, up to a maximum of two hundred thousand. Now the actual um, maximum fund that you can have is two million. By the way, so if you were kind of well off enough to have a two million fund it means 500,000 is available of which 200,000 is tax free the other 300,000 you can you can take at 20% tax not 40% so anybody who's in that position will take that so that there are the reasons why it's it's such a fantastic investment outside of the fact that we need it okay John next thing People in the recession, there were yep. lots of headlines being made about pensions. Yeah. Okay, And again, coming with the punter angle on this one, because I suppose if it's not relevant to you and it's not making at the time and it's not making headlines, a lot of us would not know a huge amount about it. Glaze over. A little bit, a little <laughs> yeah. bit like that ad where they're t- selling the home insurance and the bunny ears. You know that ad? <laughs> yes. Very good. I love yes. that. Anyway, so what they were very, very, and they, I'm, this was very serious at the time. Lots of pensions were not what people expect them to be and mm. a lot of disappointed retirees. It was yeah. scary. Right. It was very upsetting to yeah. watch um, and uh, people, you know, and then of course there was a great amount of people who actually decided to take to the streets to try to to argue, you know, the, the point. But how can you reassure people that they're not putting and investing this money into a pension which is going to lose all value? Okay. One, one of the things that people kind of again gloss over is at the end of every year they get a statement and the statement of their pension mm. and the statement of the pension is basically where what they have gained or lost in the previous year so many people get that piece of paper and file it away and don't do anything they don't talk to their advisor and they should they should absolutely bang the table at their advisor and if they know for instance that last year the growth average growth was about maybe 8% and they find that they've got a 5% loss I would be thumping the table and saying what happened to my pension so basically you need if your pension is not getting the return that it should be getting year on year thump the table now John if you were let's say a person who was normally filing away those pensions without looking at them I don't know them yeah because they don't put time into it I don't know those people John I wouldn't know who would do such an irresponsible thing as to (laughs) file it away and think they were doing a good job to file it away I don't know any of them right but if I did know one what would I say to her him them him, them, <coughs> what you'd say is you take it out every year and ideally what you should be going is one to one with the with the advisor who okay. started that pension with you. Okay. And so that, you know, you're fully au fait as to what has happened. One, one of the things, uh, Tara, is that uh, just to give you an example of one to five, one would be in, in terms of managed funds, if you're just to simplify it, right? One is cash funds, 
government bonds. And then when you go up to five, that's the risky stuff. Yes. Five is where emerging markets, BRIC countries, Brazil, Russia, India, China, technology stocks, energy stocks. So in between one and five is where everybody is. Normally, people are in between two and three. Okay. Yep. However, if your pension has had a minus effect, you could be in cash. Cash, first of all, is not growing. No. Doesn't doesn't grow. And secondly, you have charges as well on your pension which are taken out. So that's why you might have a negative effect. But you may not be told that by your advisor. Yeah. Nobody might be telling you that. Whereas, you know, the younger you are and you're a young lady, right? Uh-huh. So you should be up at four and five. Okay. You know, in terms of you know, lanes that you should be investing in, not in a cash account because will you will have no growth. What will it say my pension for four and five that I'll know? It won't say anything actually usually uh, except if you got that statement yeah. it might say um, a consensus fund for instance which is a kind of a balance fund. So do I, you can need I to say know, you to need them to, John what is am this? I in four and five? No, you say to them, <laughs> what am I in? Am I, okay, in, am I, am I, in? I, am I in cash account? Am I in a, a kind of a very cautious uh, fund? Cautious or fund, or yeah. is there any kind of uh, equity uh, fund that you've put me in that can get some kind of growth? There's an old saying, if you want any uh, growth, you have to take a little risk. That's right. A little and risk. And listen, I know there are people listening to this who are pension experts and screaming at the radio yeah. going, what are you talking about, Mrs? How do you not know about this stuff? But John, we're so busy doing day to day. You got we, more this is not the type yeah. of thing. No, but all, it, it might not be more important. But you know that old line: yeah, yeah. if it's urgent, yeah. it's probably not important. If it's important, it's probably not urgent. Yeah. So what are we doing? <laughs> yes, uh, you yeah. know, I yeah. think that's an Ian McLean line from Green Line. This is very important, and Absolutely. of course, a lot of us don't get Absolutely. time to do it. And the one good thing about the, the stock market: the stock market is quite easily the best return of any asset class. That and includes it scares property. the out yeah. of a lot of us. But to quote Warren Buffett, uh, the stock market yeah. is is a, a mechanism for transferring wealth from the inpatient to the patient. But again, this it depends. The multi-multi-billionaire Warren Buffett. Yeah. yeah. And where you put that money, as I said, if you're going to stick your money into a cautious fund and a cautious fund would be cash, government okay. bonds, all of those kind of things, okay. then you're not going to get much growth. Okay. So if you find that you're pension is stagnant and doing nothing then you need to talk to your advisor mm-hmm. and talk to him about can how can I get better return okay. on this my next question how yeah. can we invest how much should we invest into the pension okay to maximise your tax relief right uh, I would always stick to I mean I get so many uh, questions from and, and uh, from from people who are maybe out and I ask them have you got a pension and they say oh yeah I'm fine I'm, I'm putting in 5% and my employer is putting in 5% that's a total of 10% yeah. so if you're 40 years of age um, you can actually put in 25% and you're only sticking in 5% and that 25% especially if you're on 40% uh, tax rate uh, means that it's so beneficial to you it is so uh, to maximise that tax relief so the question is you've got to do your budget first have to do your budget first mm. because I could blind you with science as to what you should be putting in yeah, right, but yeah. can you afford it? Right, That's the yeah. really big question. Like you might have a gaggle of kids who are eating out of house and home <laughs> and you you know mightn't be able to afford to put That's up right. your maximum. Or, or do and your AVCs yeah. which we'll get to later. Yeah. yeah well the AVCs will be part of that. Your, yeah. your total aggregate amount should not exceed what you're eligible to put good. in. Good, okay. Right, so... That's 20. very good, John, and that's important. Yeah. So you do your budget. Now, before the next stage, you want to pick a provider. Yeah. How do you decide... Now, John, again, if you're a bit like the rest of us punters, yeah. not you now in the financial wizardry world, right. you're going, these Robin 
how are we going to decide okay. which of them to go with? Okay, well, well, there's there's four areas that you look at, okay. and um, for instance, it, the first is the strength of the insurance company. The best and highest rated insurance company in Ireland, and we, for instance, in my business, represent them all. So I don't have a bias with any okay, of them. Okay, that's good. But but the best the best rated is Irish Life. Funny enough, okay. they're double A rated, and the only reason they're they're double A rated is because they were taken over about two years ago by Canada Life or, right. or the Great West Life Company. Uh, in uh, Canada and uh, they had a double A rating up to that point they were treble B plus wow <laughs> they really upgraded so they, they upgraded to double A and they're the best rated uh, so that's the strength of the insurance company the second part is then the performance so uh, some some of the insurance companies have had, had really uh, good performances like Irish Life in fairness to them they've had a terrific Zurich have probably had one of the best performances Are they gone? You're talking uh, about them in the past tense? In, 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 uh, they have Oh yes they have they, Sorry, you know, sorry over, yeah. you know you look at a performance say over the last you know three to five years maybe ten years and have a look and even it, it currently I mean I, I can give you stats up to today yeah. that would you know from the start of the year and uh, you know you can compare all the insurance companies okay, and okay. their various Funds. Okay. Um, and the the uh, for instance, is there um, a, a website where we should be comparing um, them all? Is there a website? Not really. But uh, e- each insurance. There's only really about seven insurance okay. companies, six seven insurance companies. Okay. Who, who I mean, uh, you know, you could come to somebody like me, mm. and uh, we do a comparison of the of all of them. Okay. To find out, you know, who's the, who, who's doing yeah. the good. For instance, Standard Life didn't have a particularly good year last year. Right. But they're a terrific company. They're the only company, in, in, interestingly, who if they went wallop. 90% of the money that you stick in is then uh, Comes back. guaranteed wow. by the UK Financial Regulatory Authority. Wow. I like in particular uh, Irish Life. They have a, a fund called MAPS, multi-asset portfolio. And again, it's like two to six. So two is the safety, six is the, the risky stuff. But th- what they have is a thing called DSC. And DSC is dynamic shares to cash, which means you're sleeping in your bed, you wake up one morning and Kim Jong-un has pressed the button and the whole world has gone mad and there's a global meltdown. What's happened to your money in four, five and six of those funds? Mm. Well, there's an algorithm in this investment which actually transfers automatically without your permission out of four, five, six into number two automatically and safety. So there's a nice little safety feature. So you'd you'd have to uh, kind of, as I say, ask your advisor for those kind of uh, opportunities. And even what you said there with Standard Life. So let's say it went wallop, right? Yeah. You're guaranteed 90% of your investment, which is great. But the fact that that might that that's a good thing means that it's not happening everywhere, which brings me back to the fear factor. Why should we put all our money into look? We we know the reasons in terms of it is the best investment, forty mm. percent return, two hundred. Know. So it, that fund has to go down by forty percent mm. for you to actually lose money. Okay. Do you know? And that's not happening. Okay. We're currently, by the way, in the eighth year, ninth year now. That is a good point. Of, the fund would have to go down 40%. Have to go down 40% yeah, because good. you've got your 40% yeah. tax back. Good. Okay. But um, we're in the uh, ninth year of the second longest bull, bull market, right? Mm. There are 26 bulls, 25 bears. The longest bull market was 87 to 2000. And that was when the dot-com bubble burst. So, so 13 years. So we have five years to go before we even get to the number one bull market. And with the interest rates so low, 
that's the reason why I think this bull market will continue for another so? year or two. Yeah, at okay. least. John Lowe said it here. Um, okay, John. So we have, sorry, the, the, the four things you should do when choosing a pension provider. Uh, yes. So that was the second thing, right? Yeah. Which is the uh, performance. The other thing yeah. then is the annual management charge. And that's yes. really important. So, oh, yeah, you know, there used to be a time, God, when I think of it now, uh, there used to be a time when you could actually uh, take 50, the, uh, the advisor could take 50% of the uh, of your annual contribution. 50%? What? Yes. And n- there was no mention of it because you were getting 40% or 45% back. Oh so you gosh. still got your 100%. But the advisor was, but that was that was done away years ago. What do they get now? Now, the, well, the PRSI, PRSA rather, which is these retirement uh, savings uh, accounts, they're called. Yeah. Um, what, what, what they are, uh, you're looking at 5% initial charge and then 1% annual management charge, which is the maximum that they can charge. So, uh, you know, every year, the per- people who manage your fund have to be paid yes. because they're... It's their business. It's their business. Yeah. And, and, and they're making sure that the, the right funds are going in and that they're uh, making sure that they're trying to maximize the return. So... They get uh, charged, and some of them can charge higher. You know, for instance, the uh, those maps, for instance, might be slightly higher. Might be one point one five percent. You might charge. The the advisor also will get a, st- a cut out of that as well mm. every year. Mm. And then to start the um, there's a thing called allocation rates. So, for instance, say you had uh, a couple of hundred thousand, and you wanted to go and transfer from. Uh, one insurance company to another and you use an you advisor. Get charged there. Well, the advisor uh, gets an allocation rate from that insurance company. That allocation rate means that your 100% is still going in, but he can get up to 3%. Wow. From the company. From the company. Wow. But not at your expense. Yeah, good. You're still getting 100% in. But there are some people then who realize this really. and what they say is, I'll transfer the money over to you if you give me 101%. Wow. And then you can keep two. I so like there's there's it. all that kind of skullduggery that does go on. Is that allowed? Oh yeah, okay. yeah. That's that's perfectly legitimate. Yeah, yeah. And then the final one. The final one then, which is the commissions uh, that are payable, uh, as I say, to the intermediary, which we've just spoken about. As I say, you, when you get your final agreement or the final papers from your insurance company, it has to state what the advisor is getting. So don't just again file it away. Look through it. See what the agreed commission that the advisor is getting out of it so that it's not punitive it's not over the top and that you can go back and say listen I didn't agree to this Okay, good. because you still have a chance to say no I don't want to do this Okay, and go elsewhere you have a great bit of advice and obviously um, you always as well offer to email anybody your budget um, that people can get and find go to your website planner, to get that yeah. your budget planner yeah. which is really good and then the other thing is that you say once a month sit down for two hours correct those two hours will save you hundreds Absolutely. if not thousands a year hundreds and, and thousands I'm, I'm saying it because I've yeah. started doing it myself and Christ. I'm seeing the benefits Christ. and I also understand a lot of what you're saying <laughs> um, a lot more than I would have in comparison to right. when I didn't do that okay so the other thing you know employees self-employed uh, directors yep. in terms of SSAPs SIPPs yep. which really makes me sound like I know what I'm talking about <laughs> are they all the same so do you want to talk no, us well, that? well th- this is where if you are a company or a 5% shareholder in a company you have a different uh, mechanism um, to start up a pension and that's called a self-administered uh, pension 
scheme yes. or a self-invested uh, pension scheme uh, for self-employed. Um, and what these basically are is you, you, you're still the same thing, pension, and you're still generally confined. Well, the company can actually put in as much as they like to a degree uh, based on your age and what you've already accomplished so far. But more importantly, you have control over this uh, particular pension and you can buy property. You can buy certain things that that wouldn't ordinarily be allowed in your normal PAYE pension scheme uh, or occupational scheme, as they call it. So uh, it's a much better way because, uh, for instance, you can, with some of the banks, they allow 70% borrowings on your pension. And that 70% is, is, is borrowed over a 15-year period. You pay capital and interest back. And it means that all the rental income is tax-free. Wow. Uh, and you're, you're paying a relatively uh, good rate with, to the bank. And it means that your pension is actually, uh, and the tenant is paying for a property that will be inside the, the, the pension. So, and, the, and hopefully the, the, the property will grow. Unfortunately, the crash didn't help. No. <laughs> and a lot of people got burned. And more importantly, some of the banks got badly burned. And so it's been like pulling teeth without an anaesthetic trying to get loans through now yes. on that on that basis. Yes. Because yes. you can imagine where well, uh, properties went years. down from, say, mm. 400 down to 200,000 and suddenly um, the, the pension holder decide to stop paying. Bank can't do nothing about it. They've only got the property. They can't go back even to the pension and take money out of the pension. So it was a thing called non-recourse lending. No recourse. God. Yeah, it's good. It's good for the for the pension. Yes, holder, in, yeah, but, but, but not, not so for, much the <laughs> not for the bank, or for indeed for us now trying yeah. to move forward. I mean, uh, you've also got then defined benefit, defined contributions. That's what I want now. So, define what's the difference, and then also well, I, PRSAs. I, I worked, as you know, with Ulster Bank and Bank of Ireland, and with Ulster Bank, since I have a defined benefit, when I decide to press my button, uh, it's it's guaranteed. I don't have to worry about the performance of the fund. Uh, the same with the public sector workers, for instance. Used to be. Yeah. Well, it still is. Uh, I mean, I, I'm probably the only one commentator who actually uh, stands up for the public sector because I don't think it is the Rolls Royce that people think it is. Oh, so, yes. Yeah, semi-public is different. Yeah. Semi-public. Pu- yeah. Public sector, like you get one eightieth uh, for every year of service. So if you work for 40 long years, you get 40 eightieths and that's half. Yes. So in other words, you've worked all your life as a nurse and you're on 40,000 and you've done 40 uh, you know years you get 20 grand uh, guaranteed per year of per life per year until you die, until you die. yeah at the age of uh, whatever age you retire 65 66 so but that's not a great pension you know and that's why some of these public sector people need to do additional voluntary contributions so that's defined benefit though they don't have to worry about the fact that the money say and there was a thing called defined benefit schemes and 80% of them are what they call underwater in other words there's not enough money to pay the staff that are in the company John we are as always running out of time because I, we okay. need your advice so much okay I, but so I'm going to give you a quick fire round right. how much really ideally if you've got no I know how much is a piece of string on average how much should you have per year to in a pension now I know inflation will well I mean what you should be looking at is uh, again if, if, if you look at the percentage that you are eligible at your age so if you are 40 you, you know 25% is what you're eligible that's not just picked out of the air so if you can put in at least 15% of your, don't forget, if you're on a higher rate of tax, you're getting 40% back. So it's, it is a really, really good investment and it is you're investing for the future. But that uh, 15% is crucial. It's still not enough. It's still not going to give you the kind of luxury that you've been used to all your life. Yeah. So basically, if you're 65 now, 
you want to have a pension on uh, per year on average normal living how much well again it's depending on how much you're on if oh, you're you know, on 100 no, grand like as in your you oh. your dream well it's the it, average dream the <laughs> average dream okay well you know you can look forward to 238 euros 30 cents a, a week that's if the state as i said are going to have the money uh, so that's about say roughly a thousand uh, a month i would think that you'd want at least a couple of thousand at least uh, a month, uh, a month to live on, May, maybe up two and a half, depending on again your your living costs. I always say to no matter whether you're, I had a 25 year old in yesterday, it was fantastic, uh, who a guy is a solicitor, and he wanted to know everything about pensions, everything about mortgages, wow. and uh, he was just starting off. I said, what a great age oh, to start wow. off, because the younger you are, the better it is. Yeah. Um, but you know, whether you're even 65 or 25, you should be doing a budget every year, wow. and that budget because at 65 you still have to pay rent or mortgage or you've got to pay overhead if it's if you're living in your own house and John, defined contribution sorry we touched about yeah. this about divine benefit I know how define, do you see that in one minute well defined contributions is exactly the, what it the says opposite. in the Exactly the opposite. So the fund that you have, that you're putting money in, if that goes down the toilet, so does your your pension. So that is why you've got to check it every year. How is your pension doing? Mm. Especially when defined contribution. Okay, John, hello, the money doctor. If you can hear a shake in my voice, it's because we've been talking about the pension time bomb. And you can read John's advice, uh, the two parts that we have up on pensions from John on rte.e forward slash lifestyle. Also on the lifestyle section of the RT News Now app. And of course on Facebook, Twitter. John is extremely active on Twitter and on LinkedIn and also as well we are on Instagram. John Lowe, the money doctor and pensions breathe. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you. That's it from me, Tara Lockery Grant and the Lifestyle Show for this week on RTE Radio 1 Extra. The show is produced by Ola McGowan and you can listen back to our other Lifestyle Show podcasts on rte.ie forward slash lifestyle. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and email us at rtlifestyle at rte.ie. Plus you can tweet me on at Tara LG. That's Tara with a G-H. Goodbye for now and if there's anything that you'd like to hear featured on the show, you know where to find us. The Lifestyle Show with Tara Lockery-Grant on RTE Radio 1 Extra. 